name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. Anna Taylor and Amanda Maurice, these are two powerhouse speakers that have uh, a powerful mission. Uh, Savannah Taylor and Amanda Maurice are the co-founders of Embrace Your Wild. They're on a mission to create the most impactful women's empowerment movement of their generation through what they call the sisterhood community, delivering deep transformational coaching and tender support. They empower female visionary leaders to step into radical self-acceptance so they can claim sovereignty, cultivate more impact, more wealth, and live a life of aligned purpose through a unique methodology that integrates embodiment, sensuality, and spirituality. Uh, everyone give a big, warm AGC welcome to Savannah and Amanda. Good morning. Good morning. So, so great to be here. Thank you, Joshua, for the invitation and the opportunity to come and speak to your amazing community of people. Very happy to be here today. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for the beautiful introduction. Ah. Um, as Joshua said, uh, Amanda and I are co-founders of Embracer Wild. Um, and we we love this topic of self-acceptance um, and we're going to dig deeper. Um, you know, we're talking about the two unexpected keys to lasting positive change. And we say unexpected because there's a lot of there's a lot of myths and misconceptions around what it takes to actually have changes stick and last. Um, you know, we're, we're continually going through cycles of evolution and growth you know we eventually get to points where we get tired of our own bs and that points yeah. us to feeling ready to step into big changes um so these two keys that you actually need to step into lasting positive change um uh, amanda's actually going to tell a story um to kind of demonstrate what it really takes um, and this is uh, a very vulnerable and tender story. And I'm so grateful that, Amanda, that you're willing to share. Um, but yeah, let's, let's just dig in. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, it's a story. It's about me. It's my part of my personal story. And it is a story about acceptance and responsibility. It's also a story about hard truths and the unexpected places where we find growth in our lives. So 
like many of us, many people on the planet, I am a, stati a statistic of sexual trauma. The details of that's not important for our time together today, but I would like to take you back in time to when I became aware of what had happened to me. So the collection of these memories of this particular trauma had conveniently chosen to live in a box on a shelf in the way back reaches of my brain, right? Like the farthest, farthest darkest shelf of the pantry where you don't know how old that past is, but you know you got other things to do than go and get it. <laughs> so I knew it was there, but I never paid it any regard. You know, I just went on and lived my life. And then one day, it was my first year university, I was sitting in a social work class, and I, that box just completely got knocked off its shelf, right? And just like, it fell on the floor, the lid came off, it broke, contents of that box were everywhere. It was like a splatter painting in my mind, just couldn't not see what had happened, couldn't not see the memories any longer. And those collection, a collection of memories left me with no appetite. I was confused. I was angry. I was ashamed, humiliated, distracted. I had an ulcer growing in my stomach. I was trying so hard to hide from this, you know, cacophony of emotion, but my body was screaming to be seen. It was this really like pulled, like tension of opposites moment happening. And I started going to counseling, you know, needed some help, reached out, got resourceful. And uh, it was a few rounds of counseling, not all at once, but it was my second counselor through this journey of my healing that really rattled my perspective on what was going on and sent me off on this trajectory towards wholeness, positivity, and acceptance. And it was in a conversation with her where we were talking in the neighborhood of boundaries, like what are boundaries? How do we set them? Why are they important? How do we, you know, enforce them once they're set? You know, all the larger conversation of boundaries. And she said to me, you, what you get is what you allow. And I, like, I understood that because I understand English and, and the words that she used were English, but I didn't get it. You know, that, that disconnect is like an intellectual understanding, but it wasn't landing for me. And then she said to me, Amanda, we teach others how to treat us. And again, I had this moment where I knew the words that she was saying, but the point she was making was thousands of miles over my head. And I, I had to sit with these truths for a bit. They didn't feel like truths to me. The truth felt like something terrible had happened and it wasn't my choice and I was, I was the victim. That felt like what the only truth was. But as I sat with these new ideas, even in that resistance and the defiance to them, I started to understand what they really meant and that it wasn't, a, she wasn't trying to tell me that I needed to absolve someone else about the choices that they had made, but that I needed to learn how to recognize what role I played in this situation. This is an entirely new paradigm that I got introduced to to how I was previously approaching what had happened. So the first piece of this for me was accepting the facts of the situation, really seeing what is, not the story of what happened, but just what are the facts. 
accepting those and also accepting the fact that this would be something that I will always carry with me. And the part there that was the needle mover was that it was around dropping the language of getting over it with myself and with others and understanding that trauma isn't something you get over, it's something that you learn to integrate and move forward. And the acceptance work that I did was the foundation that allowed me to stand on top of so that I could see what the next level of growth or integration or healing was that I needed to do. What was the next vista? You know, you get to that mountaintop and then you can see the next layer of wilderness that you need to traverse. And that next layer was learning how to take responsibility for my part and what, like untangling that knot, what that really looks like. So taking, <clears throat> taking responsibility didn't mean that I was excusing or eliminating the actions of another person. And it wasn't about getting to a place where we could just say, oh, water under the bridge. The invitation here is for a really nuanced understanding of responsibility. And for me, that was understanding that I did, in fact, have agency and that there were choices that I made. And accepting responsibility here, it's not the same as passing judgment or carrying the burden of a situation or owning somebody else's choices. It was really for me about knowing what parts are under my control and what isn't, and then managing what was under my control in a way that aligns with my values. So this whole collection of work, and we're talking, you know, 15 plus years of work, this is what has led me to lasting positive change in my life. Because now from this place where I have deep self-acceptance and deep self-responsibility, it's way easier to navigate myself through personal relationships. It's easier to see my role in any dynamic that I'm in or a part of, and it's easy to discern what's mine and what's not. And all of that has had me has helped me have clarity, sorry, on what's mine to work on and what's not. And that these are the two things that really keep me out of the siren song of playing the victim and the human tendency to self-sabotage. And it's, it's just absolutely incredible that, you know, 15 years ago, I never would have said that these were the two things that I was working on. But looking back, they really are the things that moved the needle that led me to the doorstep of taking my own power back, being able to plant both my feet firmly on the ground, stand in my full power with all of my agency, and take aligned action toward the future that I desire. Mm. So powerful. So, so powerful. Amanda, how are you feeling after telling that story? Well, full disclosure, first time I've ever talked about that story in a public setting. So, yeah, I've got some feelings, some like buzzing energy and yeah, I feel good. Thank you for checking mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing this. I mean, I know your story um, and the details and the depths and the the magnitude of your personal story. And I so appreciate you being willing to share it because I know we can all relate to your journey, maybe not the specific details of what you have gone through, um, but this 
this um, this journey of something traumatic or something hard happening in our lives and this journey of of coming from the victim because I think there's so many of us that that's the default, right? When something awful happens to you, there's this default reaction to say, why me? Why did this happen to me? What did I do to deserve this, right? They're like, this is all normal human tendency to go to that place. But this journey of taking your power back is just, it's so inspiring and it's so powerful and it takes work. Yes, it does. And and I just want to acknowledge you um, for having the courage to share your story because it's it, there's this whole thing. It's like if you can do it, anyone can do it, right? Because what you've been through is awful, and and to see you standing as a leader in your life and in your business um, is is just affirmation that anything is possible. Yeah. Really and, and, and it's so, you know, the, the self-acceptance, the like accepting that something happened, accepting your part, um, that responsibility of ownership of, of what you will and will not tolerate and what you will and will not allow. Um, they're so courageous and they're so necessary to get you out of that victimhood. So, you know, when you're, when you're in that victim space, you're giving your power away. Um, you give, you give everybody else, uh, you know, the authority as you sit as a passenger in your life when it's like, oh, why me, poor me, um, which is how we get stuck. Victim begets victim, right? Absolutely. You're doing it and maybe at the, at the, the heat of the moment or the height of something, it's like, well, yeah, I am. But then guess what? You also then end up becoming a victim to traffic and the line at the grocery (laughs) store and gas station. Like it just shows up everywhere and it can be the thing that just constricts you and binds you and takes away the enjoyment that is possible in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we, when we get to the point of wanting to change our situation, you know, we, we come up because we, we start to experience um, a level of, of victimhood or anxiety or depression or just feeling really discontent or your relationships are struggling, right? We, we're overwhelmed. Like we've all been in this place. And it's like, once it gets to that tipping point, we say like, enough is enough. I'm tired of this and I cannot go on like this anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, What we, when we get to that point and we start to feel like, okay, something has to change. So many of us, we think like, okay, well, once I have a different relationship or once I have a different job or once I do X or Y or get another degree or whatever, right. Then I'll be happy. Then things will change. Right. This, it's this constant band-aid solution of putting something outside of ourselves that like, once I have that, then we'll be good. Yeah. Right? This, this is just not the true. The myth and the misconception around. Yeah. Satisfaction, fulfillment, positive change is like, I must do X, Y, Z, then I will be happy and achieve the life of my dream. And it's, yeah, if we could ring a bell, you know, like a bell on a ship, 
that just goes out into the night. That is not the way to do this. Yeah. And this, this is really the stand that we take, you know, in Embrace Your Wild with our clients, with ourselves, is that it's not ever outside of yourself. It's not ever the external thing. It, it always starts with you. And it mm-hmm. is always um, this place of coming back home to yourself, accepting what is, accepting your role in your situation, whether it is a, a job that you hate or a, a relationship that's not fulfilling. Um you know, we, we don't feel good enough where there's a lack of worthiness. There's a disconnection from ourself and our truth. And this is actually where the deep healing and change happens mm-hmm. is the acceptance and the responsibility. So what's a takeaway? Like what's a tangible thing that we could get into people's hands around? Just yeah. start Honestly, shifting this way. There's so many tools, right? And it and it's a lot of a lot of things or practices over time, right? Mindfulness, meditations, you know, um, compassion for ourselves. Um, but the one thing that I always love that's such an amazing takeaway is to write yourself a permission slip. Right? Yeah. It's like I, Savannah, give myself permission to what? Right? Anything this act of like literally get a piece of paper and write it down. I, your name, give myself permission to blank. I would and it can be something in your first name and last name, make it like the school permission slip for when you're going to the <laughs> aquarium, you know, yes. I, yes. I mean, just, there's a, a bit more of an impact with it. Yep. This is about choosing yourself and your desires and taking that step of giving yourself permission to go for what, go for what it is that you truly desire.